We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender at Blender HD, and uh, you could uh, you can find me on Twitter there. Follow me there. And this is the show where we go over. We we talked a little bit about yesterday's slate. It was an interesting slate. We we're actually getting decent sized slates. Maybe not today. Today we got like split. It's the, we got five. We got four early, depending on the site. There's a first game of a doubleheader. And then we got seven games late. And then I think one of the, those games is going to be just completely rained out. So it's not the greatest of slates today. But yesterday, we got we got a nice double-digit game size slates. And I love those size slates. The larger the slate, the better. And then, uh, then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. I see you guys in the YouTube chat. Frederick Dute, Daniel Hutchins, Card Fan, Matt Mears, DJ Cicero, Jupocalypse, Tony Tischauser, Max Coach One, Ronald Coley, Brett Booth, Hog Lawrence, how you doing? Hit the thumbs up button. I got the brand name Apple Juice today. Minute Made Apple Juice. Keep the apple juice cold by hitting the thumbs up button, hitting those thummy thumbs, hitting the subscribe scribes, and hitting the notification belly bells. Uh, we got we got a special treat today. We got uh, we got Devin back back uh, producing today. Um, in the chat so say hello to Devin I know it did uh, Eli Eli got uh, got the COVID vaccine yesterday and he doesn't feel so well so so Devin Devin took over normally it's Eli he's a little bit Eli tends to be shy in the chat he doesn't he only he kind of posts the links when he's supposed to vote but uh, but Devin kind of kind of talks to you guys a bunch right he did good morning hit those dummy thumbs I'll let you know what to do but uh, what to do yesterday yesterday high scores chalk wins if you, if you jammed the chalk yesterday uh, other than the Astros, it depends. It depends. It depends on what site you were on. Uh, you you, pro- you probably you probably did well, especially on DraftKings. Like DraftKings, the type of lineup that went that won yesterday is the type of are the types of lineups that I like making on DraftKings. Now I play GPPs on FanDuel, so 
We're going to go over DraftKings. On FanDuel, I, I, I almost got there. I came in 10th in the big, large field GPP. And of course, the payout structures are disgusting. 30,000 the first, I got 300 bucks, right? Coming in, coming in a, a tent with my Dodgers plus Miami Marlins four plus four with Giolito as the pitcher. But, uh, and there was a train. There was, there was, because there was a four by four lineup that like, like six different people had, like the same exact lineup because obviously everything all fits together. Uh, and I was, I was like three points away from just passing like six other people. So could have gotten third or fourth or something if it wasn't had three more points and a bunch of people didn't tie for that spot. But uh, but I, pretty good for me. Yesterday was good for me. But on DraftKings, the type of lineup that, that was chalky, though, was the double stud uh, cheapo 5, 5X lineup, uh, which, is, which is what I like to do. Those are the vomit stack type lineups. The problem yesterday is that that was like the chalk. It's like, like I like doing it when it's not the chalk, right? To be able to pay up for, for Bieber and Bauer and then play some cheap stack and then three one-offs or something or a five-three with another cheap. Like you just need to find cheap, cheap everywhere. Well, that cheap team, the cheap teams were were Detroit and Miami. And Miami put up double-digit runs, and Detroit had like what four or five home runs, right? Wilson Ramos had two, right? We had Nunez. Had a bunch. Candelario still at 14. Like the Tigers got there. So that five-man Tigers stack, like on DraftKings, like that means that you could play Bauer, who got 35, 36. Bieber got 43. Bieber pitched nine innings with zero earned runs, got the win, and didn't get a complete game or a shutout because it was 0-0 going into that. So, uh, I mean, he could have scored even more points. So we take a look at, like, Ramsey Dellinger won. And I, I believe, I believe it's in our Discord. I believe... I believe I believe Ramsey is in is on our Roto Grinders Discord. I don't know. I don't see the screenshots or whatever, but I believe I've seen him in there. But pretty much here's the Miami stack. So it was a Miami stack, one, two, three, four, five, with uh with with three one-offs and Wilson Ramos, the two home run catcher at 20% owned, Seeger and Ozuna. Like there you go. Bieber Bauer done. I mean, this is literally the types of lineups that I make on DraftKings when they're not chalky. Like Miami was not as chalky. I mean, he needed Adam Duvall yesterday. Adam Duvall went nine. He had 70 on FanDuel. So if he didn't have Adam Duvall, Adam Duvall was owned enough that, that you pretty much needed him. So if you take a look, like here's a 5X lineup that makes sense. You, you're going to pretty much need Miami or Detroit as the stacks in order to be able to pay, you know, 20,900 for pitcher. So even though like a team like the Cardinals, like the Cardinals blew up, right uh i don't know what's uh, strasburg is not don't he's not the pitcher he used to be he's throwing like 90 miles an hour i don't i don't know i don't know if he's gonna be able to last don't don't look at that name maybe in his next start don't look at that steven strasburg name and go oh i can't play pitchers against i can't play batters against him he may be maybe the next you know in line like uh, madison bumgarner you take a look oh name value but he's not really a good pitcher anymore but but like the cardinal stack like i don't know if we could find if anyone played a cardinal stack up here you got Detroit, Miami, LA, the Dodgers got there, but they were expensive. So like, it's very hard, like Detroit, 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 a four, three, a four, three, one with Duvall. Okay. That was doable, but he had Pollock there, right? Get rid of Pollock and maybe, maybe could have gotten up there because 260, 266.2 at DraftKings is a pretty high score for baseball. Let's see. Drizzy. We got Drizzy. See Detroit, Miami here. I mean, this is, I mean, exactly. He's a five, three. 
You got five Miami, three Detroit, but with scope in there. You need a Ramos at the catcher. DFS sums. Here's Dodgers. Is a mix of mix a bunch of stuff. Well, but they had Woodruff in there. Trying to see. See, it's kind of hard to find St. Louis. See, Tellez, Miami stack. Because the only way to get, I mean, the only way to get Bieber and Bauer together is by playing a Miami or Detroit stack. So that that's why, like, when the Cardinals went off, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna have to worry about the Cardinals because the Cardinals weren't cheap. I'm looking, I'm looking down here. I see a lot of Miami stacks. Usually when the Miami, when Miami stacks are coming in, you know, people are DMing me going, you probably want a lot of money because I'm, I'm, but the Miami, it, it was, I mean, in order to get these two pitchers, you had to play something like this. And, and, and in the bat, Miami projected actually pretty well against Max Freed. It's a mess of crap. I'm trying to find where's, where's the first, like, like, Cardinals lineup. Could a Cardinals lineup even get this high? I mean, they weren't that owned. I mean, that, that that's why I'm looking through. Here's Miami Atlanta. Like if you just game stack that game, that was kind of, that was the kind of the winner on FanDuel. Bauer Woodruff, right? Cause it's hard to get up. It's hard to like, it's hard to get some of these guys, Albies and Darno. You had to go down to Woodruff, but really you needed Bieber and Bauer. Right, I'm still Texas. Yeah, Texas put up a bunch of points at no ownership. Charlie Culberson, there you go. Got something there. Here's Shrek, one of our own. He's in the chat. He's at Miami Houston. So one, two, three, four, a four, three, one. Miami, Houston, and Ramos from Detroit with Beaver and Bauer. And of course, the Houston pieces didn't. I mean, look, Straw with 10, Tucker with five, Altuve with three. So it didn't get there. 232. Boggs, our own Boggs Light. Here's a say, hey, here we go. We found it. Does Chiefs as a St. Louis stack? No, he did Miami, Tampa Bay, which I had a bunch of those types of lineups on FanDuel, but Bob's light. Let's see. See, I mean, look at these. I mean, look at the look at the stack. And no, on, on normal slate, you know, with the less teams that go off or the, the you didn't have to. Here's a beat. No, this is a Bieber Bauer lineup, but only because the stack has Dylan Carlson in it. Because Arenado's 5,200, Goldschmidt is 5,100. Ended up getting Ramos in as a one-off. So this is like almost like the best case scenario for a Cardinal stack. Being able to get Bieber and Bauer, still get the five-man Cardinal stack and find the cheap pieces because Mazar was only 2,200. Garrett Cooper didn't really do anything. But I'm saying even with all of these points in this stack and these two pitchers, he only it's still 231. Paul DeJong didn't get all the way there because let me look at his ownership. It's like 1% owned. He's still 30, 30 something points behind. It's very hard for the, for the, for the Cardinals when the, both the Marlins and the Tigers are so cheap and go off for as many points. Like you didn't have to worry about the Cardinals because none of the cheap pitchers did well either. Like Woodruff put up 20. Okay. But not, not the same as Bieber putting up 43 and Bauer putting up 35. I guess you could have played Geo. But Gio wasn't cheap either, right? I mean, he put up 28.75. Yeah, so if you played, and most likely you're not playing Bieber and Giolito together. Only one of them could get the win. But you didn't have to worry about the Cardinals. When the Cardinals were going off last night, I was just like, I don't care. The Marlins already have 11 runs. The Tigers already had five runs and like three home runs. Like, I, what do I care? And Bieber and Bieber and Bieber was pitching lights out. And Bauer was coming up later and he was going to be the chalk pitcher against the Rockies or horrible. So 
So I don't have to care about that. So we see a lot of, a lot of, like, if we look at the pitching exposures, we see a, not a lot of the sharper players played Bauer-Bieber combinations. Now, Squirrel Patrol did. I mean, they played some. I mean, you can see Bieber here is owned. But we see a lot more of, like, Luis Castillo, Forsaken, had a bunch of Luis Castillo. He didn't do well. Steven Strasburg for, okay, Alhambra, Forsaken. Kevin Gausman, Max Fried, who got lit up. Flaherty at 4% owned. He put up 22.85. And then obviously Woodruff. So, I mean, a lot lot more of the sharper players were not playing that Bieber-Bauer plus Tigers-Marlins. They may play some of those, but not as many. Only only because that, that, that was the chalk combination. It's my favorite type of combination, but only when it's, when it's not chalk. And that's why the, sky, the scores were so high. Like even on FanDuel, like FanDuel, the winning score on FanDuel was 318. My lineup had like 306 and came in 10th. And on most slates, 306, I, w- I, win the whole, I win the whole damn thing. But on FanDuel, Miami what was not owned. I mean, they were owned a little. I mean, but the Miami and Detroit were not the chalk on FanDuel. Houston was the chalk on FanDuel. So yesterday I played, I played a lot of... Toronto, I played a lot of Miami, a little bit of the Braves. The Braves were a little bit, a little, a little, they were owned. But like the Miami stack, like Duvall was 6% owned on FanDuel. Like Brian Anderson was 2.7% owned on FanDuel. Like none of, none of these guys, because the, the relative, they, they were a cheap stack on FanDuel, but relatively, like you don't have, you, you weren't playing two, you don't have to play two pitchers. And you don't have to play two higher price pitchers and make that type of lineup. The pricing on FanDuel is softer. So like Akil Badu at twenty six hundred on Fanduel isn't a isn't a deal, like those Tigers, and then you don't also don't have to play catchers. So Wilson Ramos, why is he owned? On DraftKings you have to play catchers, and if you're gonna play cheap, if you're gonna stack cheap catchers, you're playing you know Alfaro or or Ramos. If you're playing the cheap Detroit or Miami stacks, most likely, like you can take a look at catcher. These catcher. Ownership. I mean, look at the ownership. Wilson Ramos was the chalk catcher. He had two home runs. If you didn't pay up for Sanchez, right? There you go. It's right here. Take a look at first base. Here says here's the Astros. Still on Muncie. Josh Bell. I mean, four points, whatever. Second base. The Dodgers stacks. The Houston stacks. Dodgers. Brandon Lowe. Okay. Rugi. I mean, you can see the stacks right here. Bregman as a one-off, right? Still Houston stacks. Candelario and Tigers stacks. Shortstop, Houston, the Dodgers. Adrianza is for some odd reason 10% owned. Rojas, because he was leading off and cheap, right? Played him in cash games. He was 3,200. He put up 19 points. So I guess you I guess Houston was owned. I mean, Houston was owned. The Astros were owned on DraftKings and didn't get there. They were way more owned on FanDuel. That's why I went under. Like Houston on FanDuel, I just, I just just like if they fit. Yeah, Correa and Bregman were fine because they fill shortstop and third base. 
like all those outfielders, Alvarez and and Tucker and whoever, whoever, even Gurriel and Mead, Altuve at second base, eh. like they filled in spot, stuff, but I was under on them. I'd rather play the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers, the Dodgers were owned on FanDuel. They're higher owned than I thought. I thought they would, I thought they would end up coming in a little bit lower owned, but they, they didn't. And I imagine I had the right combinations. If I have the Dodgers plus the Marlins, right? Dodgers plus the, who else did I play yesterday? That was off the board. Tampa Bay, were they off the board a little? I had a bunch of them. I just didn't, I just didn't want Dodgers, Astros. I don't know how you get that without, you have to, if you're not paying up for pitcher, I guess. Music, that's good, Yo says. Yesterday was a dumb slate. <laughs> uh, hindsight, not 2020. If you know Ramos is 21% owned, is that an easy fade with 10 games at 3,400? Well, I mean, you're not, you're not playing these guys as one-offs. You can't just look in terms. Baseball isn't played by individual players. Oh, Ramos is 21% owned. Let me X him out. Well, if you're playing Tiger Stacks, that's fine. Right? So what the hell is the difference? At 21% owned as a catcher, I'm more inclined, not always or never, remember, more inclined, less inclined, to just have them only in, only in stacks. Don't play them as a, as a one-off. That's it. It doesn't mean I X them out. An easy fade. No, you're looking at your whole lineup. Yesterday, and the, the Dod- I mean, the Do- I, I Dodgers-Marlins. The Dodgers were over-owned. It ended up being over-owned on FanDuel. But the Marlins ended up being under-owned. So that, that combination, then I played Giolito in that lineup over, obviously it was cheaper, but over Bauer or Bieber. The lineup as a whole is fine. Who cares if I have a 26% Muncie and a 28% Seager or something? I don't care. The lineup's fine. Same thing for Ramos. Would I have been less inclined to play Ramos as a one-off catcher on DraftKings? Yes. But if I'm playing Tiger Stacks, then you should go in Tiger Stacks. Or if you're going to play Ramos as a one-off, they put him in a lineup that that is a little bit more off the board. Max Coach says all my Giants were under 3% though. Yeah, I had a couple of Giant Stacks on Vandal. I play everyone. Yesterday, I had, t- I had 10 stacks I was playing. Played 100 lineups, 10 stacks. Not all equal, not, not 10% each. But I play a bunch of stuff. I had like maybe 4% giant stacks and red stacks. I had everyone. I, I mean, that's why, that's the point. I typically go under on the on the higher own stacks and go over on the, the, the leverage stacks. That's why you use the tools here at Roto-Grinders. Go click on the link in the description. You get your first month $10 off. If you don't want to play NBA anymore, because that's that's becoming a pain in the ass, just, just pay for one sport. That's it. You can pay for the combo premium. You get everything. Like MMA. We have MMA stuff. We have golf stuff. We got stuff everywhere. If you just want baseball, just, just, just pay for one sport. But you have all the tools. So I look, I look at the lever. I look at the ownership projections. I look at the... The, the smash percentages, the le- the leverage score. And I go, oh, this this team has a decent, is middle of the pack smash wise. And they're, they're going to be half as owned as they should be. Okay, I'm playing them. There you go. Give me a bunch. Hope it works out. I mean, that's, that, that's baseball. 
That's what you should be doing. Who am I playing in the stacks? Who knows? Just give me the team. I don't care. However it fits. Right? However it fits, throw them in. There you go. You're done. Especially on Fandable. You're only dealing with one pitcher. That makes it even easier. Let's see. Randy Hedrick said, I had the Nuts Marlin stacks paired with Betts, Taylor, Smith, but played Strasburg. Yeah, but Smith wasn't going to get you anywhere. Smith didn't do anything right for the Dodgers. You needed you needed high scores yesterday. The chalk, the chalk. I mean, other than the Astros, that chalk construction got there. These scores were high yesterday. Dustin Norton asked, "Do you set a max percentage on your lineups? If so, generally how much?" Well, here's as always. I'll say if you're asking a question that involves the answer being a yes, a no, or a number, it's probably stupid. Uh, I don't set a max percentage on my lineups, but I may set max percentages on players after I see what what it, what it spits out. There's no how much. It's just how I showed on if you tune if you look in the archives last Friday's show. I went through nearly my entire process of how I set how I how I do do that. So I would I would suggest looking and and viewing last Friday's pregame show. Because the player percentages depend on like how many stacks I have of them. So for instance, if I have 20%, let's say, let's take, take yesterday's slate, for example. If I have 20% Dodger stacks, just making it up. If I, if, if my, if I generate a hundred lineups and I have 34% Corey Seager in my lineups, like most likely he's in like almost nearly all of the 20% Dodger stacks and then 14% in as a one-off in other lineups. So because I've set my percentage on 20 for the Dodgers, let's say Mookie Betts, his exposure is ends up coming out to being 14%. Well, I have 20% Dodger stacks. So he's obviously not in every Dodger stacks. Right, because 20% of my lineups are, are, are four-man Dodger stacks. So, like, if he's only in 14% of them, he can't be in those. So the thing comes in is, like, how much of these guys do I want in stacks? And a lot of times, I like more diversification. So it's not like I, I'm taking – I'm not taking one, two, three, four. I'm not going, I want Muncie, I want Seeger, I want Betts, I want Taylor – and that's my Dodger stack. Give me 20% of those. Like, well, what, what how about Smith and Pollock and Rios and Lux? Who project less, yes. And they bat lower down the order. But do I want 20% of my lot? Do I want, I could, I could just say I want one, two, three, four and just give me whatever's the remaining with that. But since I know that it's 20%, I know I have 20% Dodger stacks. I can adjust the caps on those players. Right? So if Seager's 34% in my lineups and I have 20% Dodger stacks, maybe I knock him down to 22. And then I see if he's showing up as a one-off in other stacks. Now, if you're playing 4-4, there's no such thing as an other stack. Like if you're playing 4-3-1, then he could be played as a one-off. If, if on Fandle, you're playing 4-4s, it's easy as hell because there are no such things as one-offs in 4-4 lineups. 
So if I'm playing 20%, if I'm building four fours on FanDuel and I'm playing 20% Dodger stacks and Seager is in 20% of my lineups, that means he's in every Dodger stack, right? Logic. So let's say I want more diversification. I, I don't want Seager in every single Dodger stack. Maybe I cap him at 16. I go, okay, given he could be in most of the Dodger stacks, but not all of them. Then once I cap him at 16, it's going to, lineup HQ is still going to try to buy, try to make 20% Dodger stacks. It's just now 4% of them will be not with Corey Seager, with a different combination. You see, you see what I mean by that? So I'm not controlling necessarily, you know, like setting a max of like, I don't want more than 30% of a player, no matter what. Like, well, it depends. And then you, we also have the only in stacks type of thing. Like I'll show you. Like these only in stacks check boxes. Like you could do that. If you're building four, three ones on FanDuel, if you uh, draft things, you're doing five X. And you could be like, well, typically you're using OIS for either two things. One, the garbage hitters that project decently median wise, but they're not like the greatest one-off guy. Like Josh Van Meter is 2,200 batting six for the Diamondbacks. And based on his median, he's just popping. Like, do you want him in half your lineups? Probably not. Do you want him as a one-off? If he's going to be 18% owned also, probably not. So you click on OIS and on the, on him. So yes, Josh Van Beener will be, that's what I would have done with Ramos on DraftKings yesterday. Oh, do I want the chalk catcher and my, no. As a one-off in my 5X lineups? No. So I clicked, click OIS, click the only in stacks button. And that basically says not, can't have him in as a one-off. It'll prevent those occurrences. There's, there's a ninth hitter. Nick, I'm playing Royal stacks. And Nicky and Nicky Lopez is batting ninth, and he's horrible, right? And has no power. Do I want him as a two K one off in my Fanduel four three ones? Probably not. Do I want him as a one off in my five X's on DraftKings? Probably not. But I do want him eligible. And if I play Nicky Lopez, he's just going to be in Royal stacks. So I click the box. I don't have to. I don't have to manipulate exposures or anything. Just click the box and Nicky Lopez will only appear in Royal Stacks. And another way to use OIS is those highly owned guys. Right? Like I said, with with Wilson Ramos. Like we may have, a, let's say yesterday, uh, let's see, who was, you know, like Correa. I think Correa and Bregman were like over-owned on FanDuel. And let's say you were playing four three ones or four twos or something like that on FanDuel. And you could just click and just go Correa as a shortstop. I don't want him as a shortstop one-off. Like he's super uber chalk. Only in Astro stacks. And there you go. You don't have to worry about it. But other than that, I'm going, I'm just going to the stacks page, right? This is DraftKings. I'm setting up my stack percentages based on what the field, the leverage, everything's going to do. Make I made my choices. How many lineups in my building? What percentages do I want? I build and then I see what shows up and I go, okay, well, cause it's, it's all it's going to do is try to fit as many median fantasy points. That's what it always does. So once I see what, what the diverse, what, what pictures show up and I may have 90, like yesterday on my first run on FanDuel, I had like 90% Trevor Bauer. 
Do I want more diversification? Then do I want, do I just want to go all in on Trevor Bauer? I could, but I decided to cap him at 60, cap Geo at 20 and cap Bieber at 20. And just go, that adds up to a hundred. I ended up with like three lineups with, with Oda Rizzi and one lineup with Yarborough in those type of the builds that needed a cheaper pitcher. But he really didn't need cheaper pitchers on FanDuel yesterday. So once I saw I was getting 90% power, I said, do I want 90% power? I could have, I could have said, sure. I said, nope, 60%. And then 20, then max the other two at 20. Then whatever happens, happens. I do the same thing for batters. So it's not something I think about. It's not like, I'm not sitting here like for FanDuel and like putting in all these numbers like before I even press the build button. I'm thinking in terms of stacks and pitchers, right? I take a look at the pitcher pool. I go, okay, what does this look like? I'm probably going to play X, Y, Z. I'm probably going to play these four pitchers maybe. X out everyone else, then go to the stacks and go, okay, what are the top leverage stacks? What are the top projected stacks that may be over-owned? I still play them, but in less percentage. And then how do these, how do these, how do all these things fit together? Well, you press the build button and you see. Oh, 42% this guy. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, well, if I cut that there, can I get more of this? Sometimes I'm putting in mins. Sometimes you're not getting enough of someone. Sometimes it got in the stacks that it's it's constantly putting in, you know, the same four guys or the same three guys out of a four-man stack. And you're sitting there going, why I, why do I only, I'm playing 20% Dodger stacks, yet I only have 2% Gavin Lux. Why is that happening? Well, it's happening because Jose Altuve one-offs are being shoved in there in second base. So how do I get more Gavin Lux? Well, I just, I put a min, I put a min exposure. I go, okay, not 2%, give me 6%, give me 8% or whatever, make up a number. I don't want him in every stack, but I don't want him in just two of them. And Edwin Rios is not even there. Like maybe, maybe there's zero, I get zero Edwin Rios. Like, okay, do I want to play 20% Dodger stacks and not have that guy in any of them? Maybe I do. Maybe I say, screw it. Okay, that's that's perfectly fine. But maybe I say, okay, that give me 2%. A little bit more diversity on my Dodger stacks. But now, right now, we're just dealing with diversification. All those decisions, I've already made the decision of what stacks I'm playing. It's just a matter of how many combinations there are. Then the my lineups page, we I didn't build. You can even see a combo summary of what stacks go with other stacks, right? If you're playing 4-4, it's like, okay, you're playing 10 different stacks. It's like, this is a, how many Cincinnati Dodger stacks? How many Toronto, Tampa Bay stacks? Like how many of each are there? And sometimes you see that it clumps up and you got to manipulate it so it's not as clumpy, unless you don't mind it clumpy. Clumpy meaning that like, oh, I'm playing 20% Dodger stacks and like 15%, like three quarters of them were all, all with the Blue Jays just in different combinations, right? With a different pitcher, a different guy here and a different guy there. And it's just going, duh, 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 duh. and it basically, it's like, oh, oh, the, 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 the Dodgers did well and the Toronto didn't. And it's like, oh, well, all these like that three quarters of my Dodger stacks are ruined because they're all paired with the Blue Jays. Like you would have to look and see. And if you, hey, if you don't mind that, that's fine. I want more diversification. I want, I want to lower my variance. Some people, some people just say, I'm, I'm taking three stacks for a hundred lineups and going all in. You could do that too. Just higher variance. 
Just saying, instead of playing 10 stacks, I'm going to play three stacks. Instead of playing five stacks, I play two stacks. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I'm playing enough volume that I, I, I don't want I don't want swings where like if I'm not right on these three teams, I have zero money back. If I am right, I could win on God knows how much. But I don't want to do that on a day-to-day basis. You can. It's a, the EV is the same. It's just a matter of how what the swings are. Feel free to post your questions in the YouTube chat. Keep the apple juice cold. Got to hit the thumbs up button. Michael Dompier says, did you hear Devin call out another show for using bad tournament baseball strategy based on my training? What, what did, what did Devin, what did Devin call out? What did De- I didn't hear. I didn't hear what happened. Probably it's probably Dean. It's probably probably he probably called that Dean because I make I make fun of Dean for his one 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 lineups. Is you know I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stack eight teams in the same lineup. He tried to do say that? the five played... team stacks weren't good. Oh oh, Devin's telling me because he was saying five team stacks weren't good. Five five batter stacks. He was saying the audacity of me to think I can beat these computers. Ah, could they hear you or could I only hear you, Devin? Okay, not now. Okay, I can never tell. Okay, okay I, I remember because I was on the show with Dean like like a week ago. And he's like, oh, because everyone, all these computers, all these optimizers are doing five-man stacks. I'm going to do different. Like, that was his attitude. Not realizing that still not enough people do five-man stacks. Like, so, like, everyone, like, in our bubble, sure. But download the CSVs. Look at results DB. You'll find more than half the lineups don't have five-man stacks. You'll seventy percent of the lineups don't have five-man stacks. There's still positive leverage. Doesn't mean you play all five-man stacks. You can play four-three ones. You can do stuff like that. Not I mean, if you take a look at sharp players' lineup. If you look at results DB, not all the sharp players play all five-man stacks. I mean, all, I mean, they're playing 150 lineups and every single one is a five-man stack. Now, some do. You go through it, all 150, all five-mans, every day. Some, 70% of their lineups will be five-man stacks and 30% will be four, three, ones. But sometimes, like, 5% will be four twos and what, I mean, could be whatever. So it's not one or the other, but the fact is, is that I know it's 2021 and I know MLB DFS to us. If you're watching this show, it's like, well, obviously you correlate. I'm telling you that must still more than half the field. Don't do it properly. Uh, Sal Correo, how often do you play in highly negative leverage stack? There's no often or not. Do they project well? Well, most likely a negative leverage stack like a high percentage probability stack, I still want to play, even though it's negative leverage. It just means I need to I need to add leverage to the lineup. That's all it means. Oh, Bauer is going to be 60% owned when he should be 40% owned. He's also the highest projected pitcher on the slate. So don't play him. He's the highest projected pitcher on the slate. The most raw points. Why wouldn't I? 
Just that I'm not, I don't want to play Bauer with the chalk, the chalk Astro Dodger line. I mean, I don't want to, right. I have to find leverage elsewhere to bring that leverage number up. Now a negative leverage stack of a team that's not even projected. Well, who cares? You're probably not playing them anyway. This still comes back to remember lineups, not players. Oh, how did you play the Yankees when they were super chalk? It's like, did you see the lineups I played them in? I played them in like the one one percent owned another stack. Like so, great. That's fine. That's like whatever. The Yankees were the highest rejected team. Why wouldn't they play? I played Astros yesterday and they were over owned. They also projected well. Played in a hundred lineups. I think I played them in six in six lineups. So because they projected well, they showed up fine. Great. Shane Beaver, how do you control what stacks pair with one another just through player groups? Not necessarily. You have to, the salaries of the two, right? You have to understand how the salary dynamics work in the positions. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, you know that if you're playing a high price pitcher in a cheap stack, like a cheap foreman, he's going to, they're going to pair with a more expensive foreman. You're probably not going to get Miami plus Detroit on FanDuel with Brandon Woodruff. Unless you set your minimum salary settings down to thirty thousand, you're not gonna get two cheap stacks together. I mean, it's not gonna. You have to put the minimum salary down in order even to possibly get that. And even then, it's not gonna project highly enough that'll come in the top hundred or hundred and fifty. So that's see, it's just logic. You have to look in your head. So I'm not controlling that through player groups. I just know that my expensive stacks are gonna be paired with cheaper stacks. That's why having price points in your player pool matters. That's why, like yesterday, yes, I put in Bauer, I put in Bieber, I put in Giolito on Fanduel. But I still left. I left Odorizzi and Yarbrough. I left. So I left Strasburg. I left a whole bunch of cheaper pitchers in my pool, just in case I needed a cheap pitcher for a, a double four four with two expensive teams. If I didn't do that, then then I'm going to start getting clumps. I'm putting unique players on three. So I want a little bit, I want more diversification. So by doing that and having players available at different price points and also play, I'm not playing all four fours. I'm playing some four, three ones. So it allows me to put a one-off player in places, spend up on the salary. So instead of playing you know, some $2,200 guy, I could play Mike Trout there and then see what happens. Once you once you see what your your bill looks like, the first run, then you could make adjustments, and then whatever adjustments you make, use whatever settings you need to do to make those adjustments. There's like five different ways of doing everything in lineup HQ. So I don't worry about that before. I don't worry about it at all before I build. All I'm looking at is what teams are underowned. How can I stack them and put them in lineups together? Build, let's, let's, let's see what this looks like and then go from there. But you have to make those decisions beforehand. You're not just sitting there going, I'm just going to press the build button and not do anything. Like, no, make, make your strategic decisions beforehand. And then you may end up like, okay, if I want to do these types of lineups, I need to play this eighth hitter and like all of these whatever stacks. And then you go, if you don't want that, then you have to change your strategy. So you have to see what happens. 
Ronald Coley, if you had to play one single entry lineup or eight MME lineups for MLB DFS, which would you do? It wouldn't matter. Doesn't matter. You play, why can't you play one lineup in a large field GPP? You can. You don't have to play eight MME. There's no such, there's no difference. My suggestion would be build the best lineup you possibly can and then build another best lineup you possibly can and then another. And then once you can build one good lineup, well, now you can build a second good lineup. Now you can build a third. They're all independent of one another. I say this, I say, I, I don't know why I have to repeat myself. The number of lineups you play does not matter at all. Zero, none. They're independent from one another. If you're playing multiple lineups and you're like, I'm having 50% of this, and you're talking about diversification there. You're not talking about strategy. There's no better or worse. Do I buy Apple or do I buy Microsoft stock? Do I buy 50% Apple and 50% Microsoft? Or do I buy 75%? Does it matter how many stocks I buy? Are they good stocks? Then buy them. End of story. Do I buy Bank of America? Or do I buy JP Morgan Chase? Both of them are fine. Well, should I have 20% of this? And 20, it, That's all diversification. Like the, you've already chosen the stocks. Are they good stocks? Then buy them. Are they good lineups? Then make them, play them. Obviously the type of lineup that you make in a single entry GPP field versus a 150 max GPP field is different. The field size, the ownership is different. So to me, they're two different, they're two different contests. But you could play one lineup into a large field GVP. Oh, but you're competing against 71,000 people. Who cares? Is the lineup good? You're not going to win often. Yes, that's normal. You're not going to win. Well, the guy that has 100 lineups has 100 times more chance to win. He had chance to win, but he also spent 100 times as much. The expected value... Your one lineup could be better than all of his other 150 lineups. So if we replayed this slate out a million times, you end up with more money. <coughs> the other guy wins more often, wins, wins. But who cares who wins more often? It's about making the most amount of money. Yeehaw. Jacob Calloway, not a strategy question, but just curious. What is? What do you think my biggest leak is currently? Depends on the sport. Depends on the game. Depends on the. Depends on everything. Truthfully, I think my big. big I, I think I do good contest selection, but I still think my biggest leak is in contest selection. I think I think my biggest. It's weird to say. I think my biggest leak is, uh, not being able to multitask well. I think that's my biggest leak. Like what well, I should be playing multiple things. Like right now I'm playing, I'm playing a hundred lineups on FanDuel, but why aren't I playing a hundred lineups on DraftKings? Why aren't I playing single entry on DraftKings? That 121 single entry contest. Why am I playing mid stakes? Why aren't I doing, why aren't I playing single entry on FanDuel? Like why I, I should be able to do that, but I'm hesitant to do so because it, it feels like I'm being less efficient. Like I'm not, I'd rather do one thing well than a whole bunch of things not well. But I think the drop-off is not as dramatic that I think it is.
I think that's my biggest leak. So I take a look at that. Oh, I'm going to make this. I'm going to play 10, 100 lineups there, 100 lineups there. I'm also going to do five single entry lineups here, five single entry. Like, I think that my my efficiency, my my effectiveness, like if I do one thing at once, it's like 100%. Like I'm totally focused. I think that if I'm trying to do too much, it ends up coming down to like, now I'm only 50% effective. And it's like, do I want to do anything half-ass? No. Most probably it does come down, but it comes down to 90 to 95%. But it feels to me, as if like, uh, like it feels like I'm just, my, my head, I'm running like a chicken without a head. I got to do these liners. I got to, okay, okay, screw that. I'll, fine, 40% of that guy, who cares? I got to move on, right? I think that's my biggest leak. I think I'm leaving money on the table. I, I think that's been my biggest leak for my entire, I, truthfully, I think that's been, been my biggest leak for my entire DFS career. Being too conservative. I've been playing for five and a half years. Most likely, if I was more aggressive, I'd have more money. Is that is that a weird way? To me, that's a leak. Anything that that takes money out of your pockets is a leak. To me, truthfully, I think that's that's the leak. I think there are plenty of slates where if I would have built all the lineups and played all the contests that I would have, instead of coming in 10th yesterday, I would have won like the single entry contest for like $40,000 or something, but I just didn't, I don't play it. And truthfully, I think that's the leak. If anything, uh, let's see. Brian C asks, "What's a good range of outcomes for baseball DFS?" I don't know what that means. Ten percent, twenty percent. I don't. I explain that. I don't. I don't even know what's a good range of. I don't know range of outcomes of what. Let's see. Right, even Devin says, doing just DK for MLB NBA. Yeah, playing multiple sports. Right, I can't do that. At the same time, at the same lock time. If you're playing one lineup, you can. You're just playing one lineup. I, I, that's doable. But I'm not. But there's so many times. There have been so many times. And when I say so many times, you can probably count them on my hands. That I've played multiple lineups on both sites and I've literally forgot about the other site. Right? I put in 100 lineups on, on DraftKings, 100 lineups on FanDuel. I'm working on my DraftKings lineups. I'm working on my DraftKings lineups. It's 10 minutes to lock. Working on my DraftKings. I upload two minutes to lock. Lock hits and I go, oh, I forgot. I, I, I forgot I had FanDuel lineup. I like, I forgot. Good thing I set a decent enough dummy lineup because now I have a hundred lineup drain. I hope that caches. I've done that before. And you just forget. I forgot I had lineups on Yahoo. Oh, uh-oh. Uh, uh Good players do that all the time. You you see that. <coughs> like Mock Lovin and Uticow and Awesome. I that's happened. That's that's not a that's not a like a weird thing to happen. Where it's like, okay, they got their lineups on DraftKings, they got their lineups on FanDuel, and then you look on Yahoo, and it's like they have that they have a dummy lineup with some guy, an injured guy in their outfield spot. It's like, oh, they apparently they didn't get to Yahoo in time. I guess that's just throwing money in the toilet. Ryan Baracco, are you more likely to vo- play a vomit stack or get different with a chalky stack to get? Like, I'm more likely to do all of it. You can do both. Either is fine. Both lineups could be equal to each other. 
You have to, you have to, you you have to understand. You have to understand what expected value is. That you could, I, you could have a thousand different lineups that have all about the same expected value, and they have all different players in it. You have to, you have to really wrap your head around that. That, that a, a five-three this team with these two pitchers, and a four-three-one with two other pitchers. That if we ran this out a million times. Both these two lineups end up showing the same amount of money in return. And they all have, they, they're barely sharing the player with each other. So once you take the players out of the lineups, you take these players out of the lineups. And I just show you the lineup. I don't show you anything. Here's two lineups, right? Here's two lineups. You don't know what players are in it, right? Cry a little. You don't know what players are in it. And I go, both these lineups have the same expected value. Which one do you want? Well, it doesn't matter. And I open up my hands and this, this, this one's a Houston stack. That one's a Dodger stack. This one has Giolito. That one has Bauer. But what does it matter? It doesn't. So that's what I mean by like, well, do I do this or do I do that? It's like, you could probably, you could probably find a lineup that does each that are equal to each other. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes I'm gonna I'm gonna stack the overpriced, really bad team and the pitcher that that is you know we had Alec Mills was what eleven thousand yesterday. He got scratched. What Hendricks got scratched? It's like yeah, yeah. You're probably not playing Alec Mills at eleven point seven k. You're probably not, right? That that probably ruins the projection in your lineup. That that's probably not a good idea. Can you can you build a lineup that that has a high enough projection with them in it? Probably not in comparison to other lineups. So probably not. That's why thinking in terms of lineups, not players. So it's like, do you do this or do you do that? It's like, I could show you an instance where one, where both those cases equal lineups that are good enough, depending on the contest that you're in. The question is, can I build this lineup this way that is good enough for this contest? And most of the time, there's 200 ways and you could do them all if you want. I played a red stack yesterday. Was that a good idea? Yeah, there were red stacks that projected and grown just as much as Dodger stacks, right? They didn't have, the red stacks had more leverage, but it had lower projection. The Dodger stack had higher projection, but lower leverage. But from an expected value standpoint, they're probably, they were probably pretty close to each other, right? You played Cincinnati on DraftKings. If you played a Cincinnati 5-3 with Miami, with Bieber and Bauer, that was probably, that was perfectly fine. What's wrong with that? Projection-wise and leverage-wise, probably equal. Same for the Cardinals. Even though that 1% Cardinals stack yesterday was beautiful. Didn't get there because two of the cheap teams got there. That was perfectly fine. At that ownership, the Cardinals were so low-owned on DraftKings that perfectly fine. You made you made up on the, the projection difference with, with the ownership. And you still play the two chalk pitchers in the lineup. You're done. That's it. There's so many lineups like that. Okay. Got Devin back. See, he's, he's even putting, he's putting a little, he's putting links to his own Twitter. I don't know what he's going to give a tutorial for. But editing CSVs or whatever, you just open up Excel. Cut and paste. I don't do that much in Excel. 
Okay, so hit the thumbs up button on the way out. Hit the thumbs up. Get my apple juice cold. Cold for this morning. We got we got an we got a slate coming up in like an hour. I don't know what's going on with that, right? And we got a slate tonight. And then we'll be talking about it tomorrow, reviewing it, right? Answering your questions. I always I always I try to answer as everyone's questions as best as I can, even the stupid ones. Even the stupid ones I'll answer. So hit that thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button if you're new. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got Grinders live tonight, right? We got we got NBA Grinders live. We got we got tons tons of stuff, tons of stuff coming up on the YouTube channel. And uh, I'm always in the Discord, Roto Grinders Premium Discord. You get with your your premium subscription. Hit the link in the description, right? Get ten dollars off your first month, and I'll see you in there. So, so for Devin, we got it. We got. Could could you tell? Could you tell Devin was producing the show just from the video and the audio? Probably not, right? Eli does a good enough job, but we got Devin today, and tomorrow we'll be we'll be back again because I'm here every morning, every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, for the DFS pregame show here in RotoGrinders.com. Thank you.